So I missed another podcast. I promised you that I would keep going and I do it on a weekly basis, but I let you down and I'm sorry, but hopefully you can forgive me because I have a genuine excuse. So for the last two and a half years or so, I've been avoiding COVID, but it finally got me. It finally got me and it kicked my ass. I don't think I've been that sick ever. I know I definitely have, but it was really bad. Um, And yeah, I just, I haven't been able to do work, uh, let alone record a podcast. I contemplated maybe releasing an episode last week, you know, when I was... (laughs) between watching all of the Lord of the Rings and all of the uh, other binge shows pretty much every single show that's on TV I've watched so uh, maybe I'll start doing a a TV nerd podcast as a side hustle Um, but I've watched everything and between all that I thought maybe I'll do a podcast but no I don't think it would have been that enjoyable Um, but it's all good we're back we're back in the studio, i.e. the office come spare bedroom, and we got another show for you. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by Siren Nagahiri, who is the founder of Disabled Hikers, uh, which is a, a website, it's a social media platform, and really it's a, it's, a, it's a wealth of knowledge and information to enable people of all body abilities to get outdoors. Um, a lot of blogs, a lot of apps like, like ours, uh, a lot of websites have tons of information about hiking trails, um, but a lot of the information is written for people uh, who don't live with a disability. It's just written with the assumption that you are going to be able to hike this trail. Obviously, you've got difficulties and stuff like that, but that only goes so far. So, you know, what about road conditions? What about trail conditions? What about terrain? What about river crossings what about uh, the narrowness of a trail what about tree stumps there's so much information so much granularity to trail information that most of these resources don't have and that's exactly what disabled hikers are are trying to achieve to give that granularity that information that someone with a particular disability can look at that and say okay i have all the information i need to get out and hike on this trail siren grew up with multiple disabilities and has encountered numerous barriers to uh, to get into outdoor recreation but has always found nature as a place of belonging as a long-time disabled activist and community builder, Siren is committed to an outdoors culture transformed by representation, accessibility and justice for disabled and all other marginalised outdoors people. Siren is the author of the Disabled Hikers Guide to Western Washington and Oregon, Outdoor Adventures Accessible by Car, Wheelchair and Foot, and this is published by Falcon Guides, which fun fact is the largest publisher for outdoor guides in uh, the United States of America. I found that out in the show. Thank you very much, Siren. Uh, The book can be picked up from their website or from disabledhikers.com and the link is in the show notes. We're going to get into the interview in just a moment, but just before that, a word from our sponsors, Hiker. What is Hiker? Well, Hiker is your complete digital hiking tool. 
You can choose from our library of over 16,000 verified hiking trails and take advantage of the points of interest data that we have available to help plan your journey. You can also calculate measurements of sections of the trail that you wish to hike and zoom in on the elevation and distances for these sections. You can also plot your own route and track your own hikes, all, all while using the best digital maps available, including Harvey Maps, East-West Maps, Ordnance Survey, USGS, IGN France, and so many more. Hiker is free to download, so head over to the App Store or Play Store now to start your adventure. Okay, let's get into it. Here's my interview with Siren Nagakiri. So in, in terms of your experience with um, the outdoors, first of all, um, where did you kind of get get into spending more time outdoors? Yeah, so growing up, I really, I spent a lot of time just sitting in my yard. Um, you know, I wasn't really able to go out and like do quote unquote outdoor recreation. Um, but, you know, I spent a lot of time just sitting outside and like watching the birds and the bugs and the flowers and that kind of thing and really kind of built up a real appreciation for nature in that experience. Um, and then, you know, as I grew older and started to, you know, wanting to experience more of the outdoors and trying to figure out how to do that, um, you know, it became a real challenge. So I really had to kind of fight against this feeling of like, oh, maybe I don't belong outdoors when my childhood, I felt very connected to nature and then growing up and feeling like I wasn't welcomed and I didn't belong. So, um, you know, in my twenties, I enrolled in like a herbal training program and that really kind of, I feel like opened the door for me. It was kind of my gateway into the outdoors and experiencing, um, you know, nature and going for hikes and things like that. And that just kind of like really got me hooked into it. And, you know, from there, I really started trying to figure out, okay, what does hiking look like for me? Like, how can I have these experiences? Um, so it was just a lot of trial and error and figuring out what I could do. So, that adversity that you, you I suppose you had to, uh, you were challenged with uh, at such an early age. Um, what, what, I suppose what tools did you use to kind of uh, overcome that? You know, when you when you were kind of, you know, you saw you didn't really see yourself in the outdoors. You know, you yourself represented in the outdoors. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, first of all, I think it's my, my natural stubbornness. I can be a pretty stubborn person. And when someone tells me, no, you can't do something, I'm going to say, okay, well, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, figuring that out and just, um, you know, taking it step by step and just trying something and going out there and saying, okay, you know, so I can't find all of the information I need about this trail. Um, what can I find? And then going out and just trying to you know, take it really just step by step and, um, and real slowly along the trail until I felt like it wasn't safe for me anymore. And then turning back and just, you know, talking to other people and getting the information that I could, um, you know, when I was first really starting in the outdoors, it was really hard to find other people who really understood disability in the outdoors. You know, I tried to talk to park rangers and trail managers and things like that, and they didn't really understand what I was asking for. Um, and then, you know, just, but eventually finding other people to connect with and sharing our experiences and talking about what worked for each of us, um, gave each other ideas. Uh, 
And where did you find these people? You know, how, how did you connect with, with uh, I suppose, other people that wanted to spend time in the outdoors like you? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, in the early days, this was like, you know, I'm, I'm 40. So the internet was kind of just really getting going when I was first starting out in the outdoors. So it was a lot of like, um, you know, meeting people through various programs and groups, um, you know, for example, the, the herbal program I attended and meeting with other herbalists who were really interested in, in nature and plants and having those conversations about what it looks like to have varying ways of embodiment and being in outdoor spaces. Um, and then, you know, as I got older and connecting, started connecting with people online and through social media, and that really opened up a whole new world. And, and I suppose, where, where did the idea then for the, the website and the resource that is disabledhikers.com, where did that come into the picture? So I started Disabled Hikers in uh, March of 2018. And, you know, of course, it, it come came kind of on the heels of that lifetime of feeling excluded and left out that I mentioned before. But, you know, I had uh, recently moved to the Olympic Peninsula and it's, you know, a stunning area with just old growth forest and rugged coastline and massive mossy trees. It's just stunning. And I was really excited to get out and start exploring it. Uh, But I, you know, couldn't really find any of the information that I needed to really know what I would encounter on the trail. So that was my kind of started my initial frustration. And then I was out on um, kind of a, a new segment of a trail system. I had done other parts of the trail system, but not this particular segment before. And I had done, of course, hours of research beforehand, trying to find out what I would encounter on this trail. And I got there and there was lots of obstacles and barriers that weren't listed in anything that I read. So, you know, there was like really steep stairs and, you know, rocky, steep drop-offs and steep grades and um, confusing directions and things like that, that I wasn't prepared for at all. You know, I was expecting to go out for just a easy little day hike. Um, and it turned out to not be that. So, um, you know, I continued on the trail and, you know, eventually wound up with my destination, which was this like bridge over a beautiful cascading waterfall through a creek and just kind of stood there for a little bit and excuse me just kind of stood there for a little bit and um you know was watching this waterfall and just feeling really exhausted and in pain and inspiration just kind of struck in this moment i said you know what i'm gonna do something about this and i went home and you know wrote up the experience and put it up on a blog and it really kind of took off from there and so I suppose when it comes to being a resource for disabled hikers, there's so many different variations of that. Like what, what, what is this through writing a, a I suppose a, a description of these are the types of obstacles that you're going to come across. This is the type of gradient and elevation and stuff like, like what, what are the details that you would include to, I suppose, help, a wide, wider variety of people of all body abilities. Yeah, so it's really, it is providing that really granular trail statistical information, such as, you know, the grade and the elevation and the cross slope and the trail surface and kind of those typical things that you think of. Um, but it's really kind of narrowing it down on a more granular level. So, for example, I provide the grade for like every, like, five feet of trail. So, 
you know, instead of like providing an overall grade for the trail, it's like every section where there may be a, a grade change um, so that people can can prepare because, you know, one, for example, one 10% grade can render an entire trail inaccessible for someone. So they need to know that um, to be able to plan accordingly. And then, you know, it's um, providing other information like where are the benches, where are the water fountains, where are the restrooms, where's like the confusing trail intersections that I may need, that I may need directions for. Um, and then just providing a really like step-by-step -step or roll-by-roll guide of the entire trail so that someone can really know, you know, as they go along the trail, what they're going to encounter, what the obstacles and the barriers may be so that they can plan. Um, and providing good directions to the trailhead too. Like, I think a lot of people kind of expect like, oh, you'll just pull it up on GPS or on an app or whatever and be able to get there. And that's not, not the case at all. Um, and then if you're, for example, driving an accessible van, like, you know, how am I going to get my van down this bumpy forest road? Or is it a paved two lane highway and knowing that kind of information? Yeah. And that, that's, as I said to you, just before this call, we were doing our research as well for trails in Washington and there are a lot of trails that start kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like they, they start on a, you know, on a ridge, you have to use another trail to get there. There's four wheel drive trails that you use to get to the start, the trailhead of a, of a, of a hiking or walking trail. So, um, it's not as simple as it, as it may seem. Um, but to a, uh, to, uh, I suppose a non-disabled person, um, like it, getting to that trailhead is just, it's not really thought about in that much detail, but it's really, really interesting the way that you break the trail down like that, that you, um, because I suppose let's take hiker for instance, or any hiking application, um, they will generally give you the elevation, overall elevation gain. They'll give you the elevation loss. They'll probably give you like the average elevation gain per kilometer or per mile or whatever it, is, it might be, but that's an average. So, you know, you could be talking about something like that ascends and descends several times throughout that trail um, and uses variance, very different types of terrain. You'll have rocky paths, you'll have boardwalks, you'll have forest paths, gravel paths, tarmacadam. There, there's so many different variants in, with that are within that. But to the, 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 I suppose the average user of these trail apps, they're, they're, they're just, you know, okay, that's fine. I know that I'm going to go up that much. I know I'm going to go down that much. And that's kind of all of that you need to know. Whereas you're providing that really granular information that is yeah, like if I if I, you're a wheelchair user, can I actually use a wheelchair for all of this, or is there sections of this that I can't? You know, that even if it's just that one little bit in the middle, that is like it's a no go. Um, so that that is immensely uh, valuable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of people also, you know, when they look at these statistics, it says, you know, oh, this is a five mile trail. There's a thousand feet of elevation gain. No big deal. What they don't tell you is that a thousand feet of elevation gain happens in a half a mile, which is much different than if it's spread out over an entire trail. So. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Uh, uh, like, well, you can get elevation profiles, but most people just look at the elevation gain and they're like, cool, I, I, I that's kind of what I want. Um, but yeah, you, you do need to, to, to really kind of dig into the details to, to find that information. So like I've 
been watching disabled hikers on social media for the last while i've been looking at your website and, and the growth and the engagement in your community has been uh impressive to say the least you know it's been amazing to see your community grow and the wider hiking community supporting it as well how have you found that like if you have you have i know you you did some work with the washington trail association um recently enough um uh, how have you found the support from the wider hiking community yeah i think overall it's it's been pretty good you know of course there's there's some some horror stories but <laughs> that's bound to happen but overall it's been it's been really positive um you know i've done a lot of work with you know the national parks and state parks and various trail organizations who are finally starting to really consider, you know, how it is that we provide this information and and who needs it, you know, and considering the diversity of people that are out there that, you know, if we really want to make the outdoors accessible to everyone, then we need to kind of have these deeper conversations. So um, yeah, overall, it's been really positive and I've been really excited to see the changes that have happened even just in the last couple of years. Yeah, it really has. I suppose the the the, the outdoors, as I'm sure you've noticed yourself, the outdoors hiking in, in uh, specifically has exploded in the last two years due to COVID. The 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 the, the audience has just widened exponentially, um, and it's amazing to see. It really is. As people that work in the industry, as people that have been, you know, in the hiking community for for years it's great to see it grow and just attracting more people to it but with that becomes a lot of challenges in that people that have previously not felt like they've been welcome in that uh, situation and in a lot of cases not by on purpose but out of just negligence and out of sheer you know this is just the way that it's always been you know, the, the old traditional style, which has left a lot of people in the dark, uh, in particular, people who live with disabilities, obviously people of color, uh, BIPOC communities, LGBTQ+, you know, and but now in the last, particularly in the last couple of years, because of this growth, you are seeing a lot more discussions, you are seeing a lot more discourse around inclusivity in the outdoors. And you're absolutely 100% right that if we're talking about in, uh, the trail, the outdoors, um, nature being for everybody, you have to involve everybody. And that just, that doesn't mean, you know, saying that it's for everybody it has to be informed by everybody. So saying that, it, you know, all oh, the outdoors is for people of color or BIPOC communities, that doesn't mean that it's, it's, it is. It has to be informed by them so they need to include what they need and like you and like the work that you're doing you're informing the outdoors industry and saying this is what people that live with disabilities this is what we need these are the, this is the type of information so i suppose that's just a hats off to you and the work that you're doing it's, it, it really is impressive thank you um so t- tell me about the is there, is there a team behind dis- disabled hikers at the moment or is it just you uh we just became a 501c3 nonprofit, so really excited about that and the opportunities that that opens up. Um, we are growing the team. Uh, I have a small board currently and uh, one uh, assistant that helps me, um, which is all very new, and I'm very excited about that because the last four years it has really kind of just been been me at the helm, and you know that is a a lot of work, and b that's not not the way that I represent want to represent the community. I'm just I'm one person. I can't speak for everyone. And that's 
not my goal to speak for everyone. So having more people involved is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as yeah, as we just mentioned there, you know, having it informed by more people of different backgrounds is 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 really really important. Where where would where do you want to see this go? Uh, you know, you're you're getting a lot of support and attention in. in from our from our perspective in the US, you know, do you see this going internationally? Uh, you know, global domination is that on the horizon? If that is a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I joke about global domination sometimes. That's funny, uh, but yeah, my you know our immediate goals is to create um, really a leadership development program that will help train other disabled folks around the country to be able to do some of this work. Um, so that they can, you know, have an impact in their own communities and develop more representation and leadership uh, within the outdoor industry. And that's that's really important to me. So I'm excited about that and where that will go and, you know, you know, hopefully launching chapters and things like that. Um, and, you know, I, you know, definitely connecting more with the international community and, you know, discussing what this means for us and our individual experiences, you know, depending on where we are is really important. Great. I suppose one of the things that I've spoken about on other episodes uh, with people that are represent- representative of, of different backgrounds is that representation in, I suppose, brands that are within the industry. Is that is, Has that been something that you have explored? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have had a lot of conversations about that. Um, I will say disability representation is very much lagging, even among, you know, DEI representation efforts, um, disability is still left out. And when it is portrayed, it's often just a very narrow view of disability in the outdoors. So, you know, it's, it's really important. You know, one of my issues growing up, of course, was that I never saw anyone that looked like me. Um, And I still never really see anyone that looks like me unless it's, you know, among the community that I'm connected with. So, um, you know, I think for brands to consider not only who they are representing, but how is really important, you know, so if you're only showing disabled folks who are having these like peak experiences, conquering the mountain and that kind of thing, that is still not representing the vast majority of the community. So yeah, just being mindful of that is important. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a that's a very valid point of every. I, I'm sure you know the saying: hike your own hike, or you know, go go take take your own path, or all these different sayings um, that kind of hikers would use. Um, but that has to actually mean something because it's it's relative to the person that is saying it, and the relative to the person that is, I suppose, living that, and uh, your trail your peak your um you know through hike or whatever it might be is is relevant or re- relative to you and your ability and uh, the, the i suppose your goals really of what you want to achieve um, and and again they don't have to be goals they just be you know experiences um so yeah that's that's that is that that's a very very powerful message as well that it, it's all relative and when it comes to brands and how we market that it is you know not just shining the light on the the alex honnells of the world and you know going free solo el capitan and like that's that's what it means to be outdoors no it doesn't it's it's all about the individual experience and some people just like 
sitting on a bench and, and breathing it all in. That's exactly how I like it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what, what, uh, I suppose out of your experiences in the outdoors, has there, ever, has there been a highlight really? Like, is there like a trail or a national park or some kind of experience in the outdoors that really stands out as, as, uh, as a, a kind of one to remember? It's so hard to choose just one. Um, you know, my, you know, some of my best experiences honestly have just been, you know, finding a trail and hiking half a mile and finding a nice bench or a cool tree and just hanging out there and like really, um, just taking in that experience, like you said earlier. And, you know, for me being, when I go outdoors, it's not that I'm necessarily going out with a specific goal in mind or like to achieve a certain thing. For me, it's, it's being outside and like visiting my friends, you know, like, you know, the, the big leaf maple trees and seeing them throughout the year and just, and just noticing that and have building a relationship with place is really the most important thing. And, um, and going at it with that in mind. Um, has been really meaningful yeah it, it, it you said it best but um my version of that is it, it is is actually disconnection from the real world um it's a great place to connect i, I i've i've uh, had a, a guest on this podcast before and she is a psychologist and she uses uh, the, the the trails as her clinic um, so she actually brings her clients out on a, you know, hikes, you know, a, a short enough hike, maybe like 30, 40 minutes, you know, however long a session would last. Um, but that's, you know, a really unique experience, particularly in Ireland. It's, it's, it's she's the only one that does it in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that this is a very common thing in, in North America. Um, but that is a, that's a very unique way to spend your time in, in the outdoors. But my way is very much is disconnection i could be going you know all day or i could be going for 15 minutes as long as i'm getting that little i'm unplugging from the world and i'm or or you could say i'm plugging in i'm actually plugging in uh, into the into the real world um well siren it's been absolute pleasure having you on um uh, before i go i I do want to talk about your book so do you want to tell our listeners about the book when it's coming out um, and what they would expect to, to, to read about. Yeah, so it's uh, The Disabled Hiker's Guide to Western Washington and Oregon, and it's uh, being published by Falcon Guides, who's the largest publisher of outdoor guides um, in this country. And uh, it's really, it's out September 1, and it really features, um, you know, a variety of options for folks uh, with a variety of disabilities to be able to have the outdoor experience that is really meaningful for them. So it includes things like scenic drives, which are often not included in, in hiking guidebooks, um, and then like verified wheelchair accessible trails that would be easy for you know anyone who's using you know wheelchair or walker or other kind of wheels, and then wheelchair hikeable trails that are uh, you know a little more rugged and would be accessible for folks who are either experienced wheelchair hikers have adaptive equipment, things like that. And then there's a variety of foot trails that, you know, are suitable for um, folks who are ambulatory or have other types of disabilities. And, you know, again, all of the trails 
all the descriptions really provide that really detailed granular information that I talked about earlier so that you know you have everything that you need to be able to decide whether you want to attempt a trail and then once you're out there to know exactly what is coming up ahead of you. Amazing. Uh, I'll be sure to, once the book comes out, add it into the show notes as well. So anybody listening to this will be able to, to actually find the book and pick one up for themselves. Uh, I'll absolutely be picking up one for myself as well. Just just to even see those those beautiful trails in Washington um, uh, and, and have instant access to them. Um, well, sorry, again, it's been an absolute pleasure coming on. Kudos to you and the team for everything you've done over the years with disabled hikers and uh, long may the, the growth of your community go and, and I really hope that that world domination does actually happen and uh, we'll be seeing uh, disabled hikers internationally very very soon <laughs> thank you thank you so much to Siren for coming on and, and chatting to me all about disabled hikers and the, the great vision for global domination that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with another interview, unless I get COVID again. Fingers crossed that won't happen. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, happy trails.